Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash POS for a $1 per month trial. Hey, it's the Sunday edition of CNN Five Things. I'm David Rind. And today is June 19th. And that date, June 19th, that's what I want to talk about today. For many of us, we're in the middle of a three-day weekend. Some people had Friday off, some Monday. That's because today is a federal holiday, Juneteenth. And while I'm sure we appreciate the time off, I'm not sure everyone fully appreciates how this day became a holiday or even what it represents. So um, I'm in the booth now. So I called up CNN's Don Lemon. Later tonight, he'll be anchoring Juneteenth, a celebration of freedom. It's a big concert event featuring black artists and musicians live from the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles. So, Don, for those who don't know or are familiar with with the holiday, what is Juneteenth? Wow, that is a complicated question. I mean, basically, Juneteenth is supposed to mark the emancipation of slaves, the freeing of the slaves in, in the United States. You probably remember learning about the Emancipation Proclamation in school. During the height of the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln declared all enslaved people being held in Confederate states were now free. But the story didn't stop there. And the actual signing of the Emancipation Proclamation, that's not what Juneteenth is celebrating. It actually happened in 1863, but everyone didn't really find out about it until 1865. That's right. For more than two years, there were African Americans in this country who continued to be enslaved, even though on paper, they were free. And it took two years until Major General Gordon Granger rode into Galveston, Texas, and told the slaves that they were emancipated. The people of Texas are informed that in accordance with the proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. And your next question is, why did that happen? Yeah, why did it take so long? (laughs) I mean, it took so long because people were just complacent. I think, you know, obviously there was no Internet back then. But I I think it was because, especially the South, the South was slow to come around. I think it's because people just didn't want it to happen. Hmm. Slavery was a big part of the economy down South and really in the country. And so, you know, people didn't want the slaves to know that they were free because they they would have autonomy and the economic structure would implode. Even after General Gordon Granger came to Galveston, true full freedom would not come until December 1865, when the 13th Amendment to the Constitution was ratified, abolishing slavery for good. The first known Juneteenth celebration took place the following year in 1866. And as former slaves started moving out of Texas, we started to see it take hold all over the country. This is the first annual Atlanta Juneteenth celebration. It's a little lower key, but the feeling is still the same. I don't care where you have it at. You don't relax and celebrate. It's not about freedom. And that's what the Juneteenth is about. For many years, Juneteenth was mostly celebrated by African-Americans and mainly in African-American communities. They would either go to church um, they would get together and have gatherings and, you know, picnics and cookouts. They would serve whatever cuisine, local cuisine, that whatever community they were in. 
I marked it as a, a young kid. I went to an all-black Catholic school in Louisiana, and we would mark Juneteenth. But Texas was first to make it a state holiday in 1980. Others would follow. But over the years, many activists began pushing for it to become a federal holiday, for it to be recognized beyond just the black community. And perhaps nobody made that push harder than Opal Lee. It's not a white thing. It's not a black thing. It's an American thing. Lee was born in 1926 in Marshall, Texas. She grew up celebrating Juneteenth at a local fairground with baseball games and food. She said it felt like Christmas. When she was nine years old, her family moved to an all-white neighborhood. And within a week, an angry white mob surrounded their new home and set it on fire. The date of that attack? June 19th. And since that day, Lee has made it her mission to make sure people knew Juneteenth was more than just a backyard barbecue. I walked two and a half miles from that church. The next morning, I started where I left off. I walked and just to give you a sense of how serious she was about this project, in 2016, at the age of 89, she promised to walk the 1,400 miles from her hometown church in Texas all the way to Washington, D.C. to make her case to lawmakers. Her team put a stop to that before she could leave the Lone Star State, but she did end up walking almost 300 miles through towns who were friendly to her cause. I was invited all over these United States. I mean, uh, uh, Shreveport, Texarkana, Little Rock, Fort Smith, Atlanta. And every year after, she would put on a 2.5-mile walk to represent the nearly 250,000 slaves in Galveston who waited that two and a half years to learn of their freedom. And then it finally happened. This is a day of profound, in my view, profound weight and profound power. In 2021, lawmakers got together and passed legislation that made Juneteenth a federal holiday. And when President Biden signed it into law, We're blessed to mark the day in the presence of Miss Opal Lee. As my mother said, God love it. Opal Lee, the so-called grandmother of Juneteenth, was in the room to see her dream fulfilled. To have it actually happen was, can I use the phrase the children use? It was off the chain. Look what it took to uh, make the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday a real thing. That took forever. And so I think it's going to take Juneteenth a while to come around for the masses. And it's, it's funny because a lot of people say, well, what do I do? How do I celebrate? Uh, what am I supposed to do? Is this like Memorial Day? Is it like President's Day? It's like, like what, are we supposed to have a barbecue? And I think that's telling in itself. If you don't know, then the first thing you should probably do is pick up a book, right? And that right there, that really got me thinking. Because you won't find Juneteenth in every book, especially school textbooks. I'll admit it, I was not taught about Juneteenth growing up in suburban Chicago. Not in elementary school, not in middle school, not in high school, not at all. And I'm not alone. In the run-up to this, Gallup conducted a poll asking Americans, how much do you know about the Juneteenth holiday? 37% of black adults said they know a lot, compared to only 7% of white adults. 32% of white adults say they know nothing about Juneteenth. That is slowly starting to change. But as we've seen so many times before around issues about race and inclusion, increased awareness can also lead to increased involvement from big business. 
resulting in efforts that are not always well received by some in the black community. Through this hour, Walmart is pulling an ice cream commemorating Juneteenth from its shelves after a social media backlash. The June Walmart had to apologize for its red velvet flavored Juneteenth ice cream. The Indianapolis Children's Museum also apologized and blamed a lack of oversight when its food vendor rolled out a Juneteenth-themed watermelon salad. Just a few recent examples. And inclusion experts say context is key here. For example, watermelon and red foods do have a history of being a part of Juneteenth celebrations. They symbolize the bloodshed of the slave trade. But if none of that context is included, people just end up feeling offended. And this is all part of a larger point that black activists have been making since the so-called racial reckoning following the murder of George Floyd in 2020. Basically, they say, hey, big companies and lawmakers, that's great that you've given workers the day off and put out some nice tweets, but how about some legislation that would actually help us achieve real equality? Meaning the signing of the Voter Rights Act, the signing of the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, and on and on and on. I think people would rather see some sort of action, some sort of legislation. Uh, they would rather see lawmakers and the people of America, quite frankly, put their actions and their money uh, where their mouths are. It would be great to have more than a performative commemoration uh, of Juneteenth. So if you do have the day off tomorrow, take a few minutes to sit back and think about why you have it off and what it means for America, no matter who you are. When people ask, what do I do on this holiday? How should I? You should celebrate this holiday, Juneteenth, the same way you celebrate the independence of America, Independence Day, the 4th of July, because it is independence. It celebrates the independence of people of color in this country and independence of your fellow Americans. So if on the 4th of July, you stand there and you put your hand on your heart and you celebrate the flag and you celebrate America, you should do the same thing regardless of your ethnicity for Juneteenth. Like you're saying, this is not strictly a, a black African-American holiday. This is not a holiday just for black people. So hmm. if you celebrate the 4th of July by barbecuing in your backyard and commemorating the, what's great about America, then you should do the same thing for Juneteenth, except People don't have a knowledge of what Juneteenth is, so learn the history of this country. Learn the history of what Juneteenth is. Learn what it stands for, and then go celebrate the same way that you would celebrate Independence Day on the 4th of July in America. Well, Don Lemon, thanks so much. Thank you so much, David, for having me. I really appreciated this. And happy Juneteenth. You can hear more from Don Lemon tonight on Juneteenth, A Celebration of Freedom, Check it out starting at 7 p.m. Eastern on CNN. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Here's something else happening this week. If you're looking for a fun distraction this week, the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show wraps up Wednesday night on New York's Long Island. The show was originally supposed to be in January, but was postponed due to the pandemic. Pekingese named Wasabi took home Best in Show in 2021. The Sunday edition of CNN Five Things is produced by Paolo Ortiz and me, David Rind. Our production manager is Matt Dempsey. Our senior producer is Mohamed Darwish. Our supervising producer is Greg Peppers. And the executive producer of CNN Audio is Megan Marcus. Special thanks this week to Shanique Clark, Zach Slater, and Robert Mathers. Have a nice week. I'll talk to you next time.